That's right, baby. It's just another Victory Monday here on the Locked on Spartans podcast. We are going to be talking with Will Hunter about the Michigan State Spartans 23-20 victory in overtime. Let's go. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, Oh, hey there. It's, uh, yeah, no, you guessed it. It's another Victory Monday. No big deal. This is what we do in Spartan Nation. We just wake up, start our week. Reeling in the fact that, yeah, once again, uh, our college football team that we root for and support, yes, those Michigan State football Spartans, it's won again over the weekend. It's old hat at this point. It's just what they do. Let me knock on wood before I go any further. Uh, yeah, guys, just turning on the microphone and talking to your beautiful, beautiful ears about another win to start the week. Never a doubt either. My God, imagine doubting that they would be winning that game. More on that later, actually. Uh, before we get any further, guys, just want to thank you for making Lock on Spartans your first listen of every day. Or if not your first listen, then your lunchtime listen, your break at work listen, your break from studying listen, your break from your kids listen, your whatever it is. However, whenever time you listen to this podcast, I just want to really thank you for that. Your support does not go unnoticed here, so... Uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans Podcast. I am your host with a raspy voice for another Monday, uh, Matt Sheehan. Yes, I was at the game. It was about $4 trillion rose up in Section 16 for this one. And, yeah, sitting there, four minutes left in the game, staring off in the distance, at peace with, okay, you can't win every game. This team wasn't going to go 12-0. and Nebraska, contrary to popular belief, they're a fine team. No, they're not world beaters. They're not Penn State, Ohio State, but they're a fine team. Sometimes you lose games. It'd it be like that sometimes. And This team doesn't give up, man. Uh, this team is relentless. Uh, you know That is the cliche, the, the slogan that Mel Tucker throws around. But, man, that, that's, that's the lifestyle of this team. They never wilted away, even despite... Never getting a first down in the second half. And yet they still were squarely in the game, obviously, as, you know, sparked by the Jaden Reed brilliant uh, touchdown return on his part, parlayed with just the great overtime performance all around by the team. Yeah, this, this is a team that just doesn't go away. A team that wins the game that, no, that they probably are not supposed to win necessarily. You can say that without getting any first downs in the second half. I mean, yes, they are the better team. They are better than Nebraska, but you know, that that's a game maybe at you play it 10 times, Nebraska wins 3 or 4. I mean, which is still pretty solid out of 10 games, but yeah, they 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 never they never folded and they also said too that you know, they were pretty charged and ready to go. They were hitting their stride when overtime even rolled around. I mean, this is this also goes down to the strength and conditioning program. Here we go. Another victory Monday talking about the strength and conditioning program, but yeah, it's it, it was a an awesome game, and really a, a good look into the mindset of this team. That no, that they're not just gonna fold away and go. Kind of like maybe we see that with Nebraska these days, and we, this isn't just you know, me making fun of Nebraska. No, like we talked with John Johnston of Corn Nation last week, and he said that it's kind of like a pattern of what's going on in Nebraska under Scott Frost. Although it looked like it was starting to turn the corner, eh, 
it, it didn't for them, unfortunately, on Saturday. Well, unfortunately for Huskers fans. Very fortunate for us that, yeah, they it's almost contagious for them, right? That they just always expect something bad's going to happen or that if something doesn't go their way, then they just let it ripple into a giant tidal wave of sadness and bad football play. But luckily, so far, in Mel Tucker's second year, let's also remember this too, like this is still a work in progress here and start 4-0. Two conference wins, including a road win at Miami. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a win that you're going to apologize for. And to transition off that, yeah, th- this was not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. I, I'm not sitting here uh, celebrating the win, thinking like, oh, yeah, hey, nothing's wrong. No, that was all good. Oh, no, this is just fantastic. God, who cares about all the blemishes? No, hey, it, it wasn't a perfect game. And we talk about this with Will Hunter, uh, old co-host of this podcast. Um, that these were the kind of games that MSU would just lose in the past. And more on that later. I won't harp on that too much right now. But, yeah, anytime you can get your, I'm calling it like a C-minus game from your offense. Listen, Nebraska is a good defense, just like we talked about last Friday. Their defense, like Michigan State's, is very bend-don't-breaky. You know, like they'll, they'll let you get your yards, except except in the second half. Uh, but once you get in the red zone, they'll bat down the hatches and they'll really tighten everything up. And yeah, you're going to get field goal attempts like Coglin's three field goal attempts in regulation, not counting his fourth one, the dagger in overtime. But yeah, Nebraska's got a good defense. So it, it, it was a, a nice test for this offense. Peyton Thorne, definitely. That's probably probably the, the hardest game he's had so far in his very young career here. 14 to 23 passing, just 183 yards. But yes, did throw his... Did throw his first interception. Oh, boy. I don't know. Does he really deserve the starting role? Yeah, of course he does. That's a joke. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a nice... It's just nice to, to win these games when you don't even have your best stuff. Because in the past, MSU would have to pretty much have their best stuff and squeeze out wins. Hey, the, the 2020 year isn't too far of a cry from where we are right now. So, yeah. I, listen, I... I'm, I'm pumped, I'm stoked, and I will not be apologizing for wins, and I don't think any Spartan fan is, definitely should, like definitely should not be apologizing for wins, hey, listen, I'll say it one more time, year number two of the Mel Tucker era, it is not supposed to be going this good right now, Michigan State is not supposed to be ranked number 17 right now, <laughs> this guy came in, inherited a roster that, uh-oh, hmm, shoot, and, uh, yeah, went in the offseason, got his guys, and now here we are. 4-0. 2-0 in Big Ten play. With a tricky Western Kentucky team coming up this Saturday, but we'll talk more about that later on in the week. I still want to enjoy this win here. Any questions, comments about the game, by the way, can be sent to LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. And before uh, we get into our first break here, and then see Will Hunter on the other side. Uh, speaking of emails, you know what? Got an email from Andrea. Thank you very much. Andrea. Andrea. Andre, I'm so sorry. I'm so bad at names. Thank you very much for the email. I'm sorry I just hacked up your name. But she, she recognizes it. You called overtime. That's right. I did call overtime. Hey, hey I've got opinions on here. You know, are the keys of the game are... Pretty factual, but I had the bold prediction of, yeah, all I know is that overtime will happen. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know uh, how many points will be scored, although the under was a stone-cold lock. But, yeah, hey, that's right. 
break my arm, pat myself on the back here for predicting overtime there. I hated it because I almost died of a heart attack, but yeah, all right. You got that. So yeah, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, life advice, any, anything, anything you guys need. All right. Like I said, guys, on the other side of this break, we will be talking uh, about the game, just about MSU as a whole. Um, Xavier Henderson, going to get into him a little bit in these next two seconds. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That is right, prize picks, baby. You have heard us talk about prize picks for the last few weeks now because you're a college football fanatic, and prize picks is made for college football fanatics. They offer more props for their daily fantasy sports. They offer more college football props than anyone else in the world. Don't even waste your time and try to find anywhere else with more college football props. They have props from star players of the Power 5 teams to... Oh, I... Seldom used guys in mid-major programs. It's fantastic. So this is how it works out. Well, first, I mean, you got to download the app. you got to go to the App Store, Google Play. Then you, of course, deposit your money. Then, oh, my goodness, what's this? A promo code? Locked on? What does that get you? That gets you a 100% deposit match up to $100 just for smashing in the promo code locked on. And from there... You pick anywhere from two to five players, and you pick the over-under on their projected stats. You're not going up against any other lineup. You're just going up against their numbers. And you can win up to 10 times per entry. You can make your entries in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, guys, Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Woo! So don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com and use promo code Locked On. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. In the hours after the victory that Michigan State put on Saturday, I get a text from one Will Hunter that says, I need a microphone. That's it. He just wants to talk. He has to talk. Will, what's going on, man? Why do you have to talk? Floor is yours. There's really no other questions other than that. What's on your mind, bud? <laughs> Um, I need to apologize. <laughs> oh, okay. The apology tour is getting started. Okay. Happy Monday, everyone. All right. My behavior during the game on Twitter, wholly unacceptable. Oh, it, it looks like you're, you like trying to do your best me impersonation. <laughs> it was, I, it was, yeah. You, you took a step into the dark side of just irrational, uh, shoot from the hip thinking, Will, which that was very entertaining to see. Well, you know, I pride myself and like to think of myself as a man of faith. Sure. As there's a three-run mm-hmm. drive to left field oh, by Nick Castellanos. It's going to make a four-nothing oh. ball game. Oh, he won't stop hitting dingers. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Where is it? I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith. As here's a drive mm-hmm. into deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. And so that'll make it a four-nothing ball game. Sure. Um, no, I mean, this not working during the games, I feel has really, uh, awakened something inside me, my inner Sheehan. Love that. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan, not a fan of being a Sheehan. No, no, not a lot of people are. Hell, I'm barely a fan of it sometimes, but someone's got to live it, I guess. Right. Um, I guess when do you, yeah. uh, what do you want to talk about, man? Well, actually, one thing I did want to talk about, and it's something I've been trying to articulate, and then, you know, I, I I really didn't catch up much on Twitter at all until like a few hours ago, and you had a tweet that popped up, 
brilliantly saying what I've been trying to like put into words, but quote, it's quite nice having a football team that can win a conference game without its best stuff. MSU has lost that exact game a bunch of times since 2015. That's the thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think a lot of people are, okay, no one's upset about the win, but I, I don't think a lot of people are necessarily peeved by the win, but there are definitely, you know, the vocal minority. It's like, oh, they, they only beat Nebraska by three. Like, whoa, hold on. Yes, you won a conference game w. With, without your best stuff. Like, th- th- this isn't something you should be apologizing for. And let's, uh, let's not lose sight of this. Still your two of Mel Tucker. This is still a rebuild. Like, any win that you can get, especially we, in the Big Ten Conference, you we, will take it. We. We, baby. We, we um. I paid my $75. You. <laughs> I did my job. I did my job. <laughs> You and I, when we were doing this show together, were both firmly entrenched in last year was year zero. This is year one. Correct. And we've gone from, you know, hey, let's get to a bowl game, baby, to if this team doesn't go dead and two, I will kill somebody. Sure. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. In an instant. And uh, it's funny. It's great. Yeah, honestly, it's it's wonderful to have expectations like positive expectations. It's also awful because you're yeah, like, totally. like that game against Nebraska is a zero upside game. Cause Hey, you win, you beat Nebraska. Who cares? They lost right. to Illinois. Nebraska right. sucks. You lose. Ah, uh, you suck. You lost to Nebraska, which is totally unfair because since week zero, Nebraska had actually played pretty decent football and has, as we all saw, and maybe you, you know, if you weren't paying any attention at all since that game, because that was like their nationally televised game, week zero, one of the only games on, you wouldn't know. Like Nebraska actually has a really good defense. Like they're really a fine good. team. Yeah, that's a the, fine team. It, they're a mess on offense, but like their defense is going to keep them in a bunch of games. And if Adrian Martinez um, can just not screw up a few times, like if he can just like screw up once or twice instead of four times. Like they're they're gonna win some games and like be okay. Like they're okay and they have a really good defense. They kind of remind me not like the same style, but they're similar to the 2018 and 2019 MSU teams where the offense is just gonna cost a really good defense a lot of games. So I don't even remember what the entire point of this was, but like it, it's not. I mean, it was a what a kickoff three and a half point. It's it was three and a half mm-hmm. to four, four and a half point spread the entire game. That's what you got, and yeah. I was nervous about it because I knew Nebraska had a good defense, and I know like Michigan State's pretty good, but they're not really good. All right, they're not. There's still certainly some question marks, but hey, like we're at a point where it seems like we have a football team that can beat decent conference opponents without playing particularly well. They have enough athletes to make special plays. They can do enough on defense, make big plays on defense to where they're on the time of possession was like 47 minutes. Like 38 absurd. is yeah. absurd. Yeah. Um and Nebraska still only got like 5.2 yards per play and if you take out like the three broken play miracle plays they had it probably drops to like 4.6 like within the flow of a normal football game the defense actually did a really good job. So like, it's just nice to win that game for what feels like the first time in like five years. 
I know, and that's like why maybe like I feel higher about this win than maybe some Spartan fans, just because yeah, like that was our maybe from our offense, especially against a good Nebraska defense, probably like like a C, a C oh, plus game, perhaps. D, D I was going to say I might be I might be a generous grader today, but that kind of gets me more excited. You could still win these games even without your best stuff. Now, is that a mm-hmm. sustainable formula? My hell no, no, my God, that's no. Not, no, I'm not counting on winning games like that. But hey, it's nice that yeah, just like you said, these are not games that MSU was really accustomed to winning here, especially in the last few years. Um, so yeah, it's just nice to be on the other side of that for once. And I want to go back to something that you brought up at the, at the beginning of um, your answer just there is expectations, expectations, expectations. What what are they now? Like I, I, grand scheme of thing, like, I don't know if it's like a record thing that you expect higher than before the season or anything else, but like what, by the time the season's over, like, is there now a new expectation that you want to see this team reach? Um, other than I, Indy, it, like Indy's a given, but like, do they cover the spread in the college football playoff? I guess is what I'm <laughs> trying to ask. Um, I think we had talked before, you know, I was saying seven and five, six and six are the two most realistic scenarios, but like eight and four wasn't out of the question coming into the season. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that nine and three is now not out of the question. It's just crazy. They should... Eight and four wasn't out of the question, but it was still, still yeah. crazy on the crazier side of it, man. Now it's it like, was... <laughs> yeah, it was the, I don't know, the, the best the ceiling case yeah. scenario that was still sort of realistic, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they should be fine with Western Kentucky. That'll get you to five and zero. Oh. But beyond that, Purdue is not terrible. Rutgers yeah, fine. is yeah. not terrible. Indiana yeah. took a step back this year, but they're not terrible. Maryland is not terrible. Yeah. Um, we know like Michigan is good. Michigan is flat, flatly. They're good. We'll see if they can you know, do anything when they have to throw the ball. Rutgers may have exposed some things with them, but they're not a bad team at all. They're solid. Penn State um, is so overrated at four right now, but they're still like a top 12 to 15 team. They're good. Ohio State is, I still think, the best team in the conference. Uh, They're really good too. You know, I would still, Michigan State's third or fourth in the East, and they're going to have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven conference games that are toss up or worse, honestly. Yeah. No, like, that's, that's that's all fair, right? Because I mean, and they're at they're at Purdue, they're at Rutgers, they're yeah. at Indiana. Yeah. They get Maryland at home, and maybe that's like but you know, Maryland's their offensive line's good, their quarterback's good, they they have a good scheme. Like Maryland's not bad, but maybe they're, they're spicy. They're spicy. Yeah. But maybe that's one where they're like, who the hell knows? what's going on but like maybe they're a seven point favorite by that time like that's like as big a spread as i can see michigan state having after western kentucky the rest of the season so that that puts you in the neighborhood of toss-up category for everything and ohio state they'll probably be 14 point dogs uh at the shoe other than that everything else should be within 10 points either way um so it's gonna be a lot of toss-up games so you know split them beat western kentucky split the rest get to nine and three eight and four something like that but nine and three i think would be a good like obviously looking back to august nine and three is spectacular build a mile statue right now but as we sit here today like nine and three is a reasonable expectation to have for this team i think 
Nine and three would be awesome. Eight and four would be awesome. But you know what else is awesome? If they really are just fourteen point underdogs going into the shoe, like I feel like that's a moral win in its own right. There, just that yeah, they, being the spread, yeah. and not some absurd like twenty nine and a half. Yeah, they, like they, like they could oh, be. I mean, Ohio State's defensive struggles are very real. No, yeah. Ohio State's offensive line issues are real. Quarterback's been okay, but needs to be better to like elevate things. It's it's certainly not. You know, they lost so much last year on both sides of the ball. Still super talented, but uh, it's not the uh, not a dream season shaping up there in Columbus. But they're still the best. They're like the most talented team in the conference. I still think we will be back with Will Hunter. That's right, old co-host of the program, now friend of the program. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about sweat block wipes. I know I was getting a little nervous in overtime last weekend, guys, and uh, was not perspiring though. Tell you that much because sweat block has got. Me covered, they've got people on Amazon covered. That's right. I'm talking about sweat block wipes. We'll get to the Amazon thing later. Got a little too excited. Doctor created, doctor recommended, works up to seven days per use. That's right. You wake up Monday, you use sweat block wipes, you're gonna be good through the game on Saturday. And if you're not, it, let's let's say freak happens and you get some sweat on your shirt. Well, you got the dry shirt guarantee. That's right. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, they will give you your hard-earned money back. Now back to Amazon. They are the best seller on Amazon in the anti-perspirant category. That's right. Numero uno. Number one in Amazon's anti-perspirant category with over 13,000 reviews. And manufactured in the good old U.S. of A, baby. That's right. Doctor created, doctor recommended, just like I said. And oh my goodness gracious, is that a promo code? <laughs> oh, it sure is. Promo code locked on. That's one word. At sweatblock.com, that'll get you 20% off your order. Get 20% off your order at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. That is sweatblock.com. And also, got to talk about Built Bar. <clears throat> God, I cannot do that to my voice after a game. Whew, all right, guys. Built Bar. You've heard us talk about it for weeks, months, years, however long you've been listening to this podcast because Built Bar is just the greatest. I actually wolfed down a Built Bar today. Had a 36-hole golf tournament. I did, I did not play great, but I also did not wilt away because Built Bar has my back. And I'm, it wasn't even any of these nine flavors I'm talking about. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. All those flavors are great, but I'm talking about the limited time flavor cookie dough chunk. That's what carried me through the course today, baby. That's right. Uh, Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Not just delicious on the taste buds, but also delicious on the body. And delicious on the wallet, too, because once again, we got a promo code LOCKED15. That's all one word, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's get back to Will. No doubt, and just really quick, I'm going to take a hard pivot here. I'm just going down the box score right now and had to point out Xavier Henderson, who's been balling out big time. He had 17 tackles. Will, if you had 17 tackles against uh, Division I talent like Nebraska – Mm-hmm. Your body would be blank. Would you be just flattened? Would you be in an ice bath the next week? Would you be deceased by the third tackle? How would you, Will Hunter, absorb seventeen tackles like Xavier Henderson did? On yeah, I mean, I would. I would be gone. Um, yeah, 
just dust high, smithereens yeah yeah in high school football we played a playoff game where i think i had like i don't know like 13 and a half tackle like some absurd number um really high especially because i was like a defensive back so it was just it was just i was involved a lot in this particular game and the next day i had to go to like a community service type thing for honor society or whatever and sure. it was kids trick-or-treating at a park you basically uh people would park um we go to a rural area in a big parking lot people would just park their cars open their trunks and kids could go car to car to car much easier than you know walking house to house when the houses are half mile apart so i did that and i just the entire time sat in the back like hatch of my mom's jeep and just sat there for like four hours i did not move <laughs> it's like i'm not moving that Ever. sounds right yeah. <laughs> yeah like and that was in high school i was able-bodied playing against other high schoolers yeah uh xavier henderson quite sore i would imagine for a few days after 17 tackles oh i just had to pick your brain about that because that that is an absurd stat 17 is that's uh that's all in a day's work but that's just kind of i mean it's a crazy stat. but then again it's like for for henderson though like he's been such an active player this year where it's like yeah that sounds all right for him like he he seems to get his helmet in a lot of these scrums he's he's been so fantastic he's been awesome he's been great he's he's like taken two full steps forward this year he looks like we hoped he would last year yeah like that's what he's doing this year. He he looks really really great. Fits in the the scheme. Everything. It's great. Um, all right. What other questions do you have for me? I was gonna say I only got one more before I got you out the door. Um, I just want to pick your brain about the news that dropped late Sunday about uh Kalon Gerving and Chase yeah. Klein both entering the transfer portal. Uh, Gerving did not play at all against Nebraska after starting the first two games and then saw his snap counts well dwindled to zero. Like I said yes. against Nebraska and then yes. Chase Klein, special teams only. Special teams only, and like Chase Klein, like you know, he he got snaps, like he he played, but mm-hmm. it was clear, you know, he wasn't the starter or anything like that. That's probably what he's desiring. So yeah, both those guys in the transfer portal, along with um, Alex Okello, a freshman that's never played here at Michigan State. But what, yep. like, just initial thoughts on Gervin and Klein? I'm excited about the Gervin thing because I don't have to keep butchering his name between saying Gervin and Gervin, <laughs> Kalon like, Gervin. Kalon Gervin or Kalon Gervin, I, I keep hacking up the guy's name. I feel bad about it, but hey, it's not, <laughs> not my issue anymore. He's not going to be at state. So there we yeah, go. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised about Gervin just because he got left by a true freshman. It's pretty clear that yeah. between Ronald Williams, Chester Kimbrough, and uh, Charles Brantley, the, that's where all the outside corner snaps are going to be going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you certainly like for both spots. Uh, if there's an injury, a big injury to a starter, you're like, okay, we're kind of in a precarious situation. You're not in trouble, but like you're on the verge of trouble. You're right, it's not good. Luckily, yeah, you know, the like you're losing your fourth linebacker and your fourth corner, and you only use two at a time. So you got three guys for two spots in both positions. But if you lose one, you're you're getting kind of nervous. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if other guys aren't uh, following them out the door. You know, it's week four. Mm-hmm. play four games retain your eligibility kind of red shirt thing i'm not sure how that all works with the covid year no or idea. whatever but i would imagine this is playing into it like it's it's week four this is kind of a week where guys will transfer um because you can play four years or four games and not lose a year of eligibility um yeah klein was a little surprising though just because he had carved out a nice reserve role for himself but it's right obviously he wants a bigger role he wasn't gonna get it here i don't think um so on to 
what he hopes is greener pastures. So not a huge deal right now, but could be something where you're like, man, I kind of, you know, if Quiveras, Crouch, and Ben Van Summeren both break their legs uh, and it's Cal Halliday <laughs> and Ma'a Nauteote, you're like, man, you know what? Maybe Chase Klein would be uh, it'd be better served if he was still here. But <laughs> right, right. Unless that happens, you know, I'm not overly worried about it. All right. Well, speaker of greener pastures, Will, get out of here, man. Thanks a lot for dropping by. Whenever you need a microphone, we've got it on for you. Um, man, what a, I was at peace that they were going to lose that game. When there was four minutes left right before Nebraska punted the ball, I was like, uh, I was. yeah, I'm that's serious. okay. I've, I've come to terms with it. And then, of nope. course, within serious. 17 seconds later, Reed houses in. It's like, I, <laughs> we're back. I very easily come to peace with, like, the 2014 Ohio State game, 2017 Ohio State game, college football playoff, like those do not hurt me in the slightest. They like I am so at peace when mm-hmm. I watch Michigan State play a football game. The other team's better and they lose. Totally fine sure. with it. Of like, course, yeah. sure. Even in a spot like the college football playoff, like yeah, whatever. We're going to beat Alabama. No, it's fine. The thing that absolutely kills me is when Michigan State plays a team that they are very obviously better than and just find a way to lose. And Nebraska, if Scott Frost can say whatever the hell he wants, like that should have been a 24 to 3 game at, at halftime. 21 to 3, at worst, like 17 to 3 at halftime. Nebraska was lucky they weren't walked out of the stadium at halftime. And then, you know, they just kind of stuck around. And you know, grinded their way to to overtime. So they were they were fortunate there, I think. And I think Michigan State, like if they played again, I would. And, and I was in charge of the line. I would make Michigan State like a ten point favorite this time after seeing that. Like, yeah, they're a lot better than that team. Uh, they just played like dumb. Man, you say Scott Frost, and I just made me think. Like, I, I, listen, I'm not a GQ model. I have a face for podcasting, but holy smokes, coaching Nebraska has aged that guy Ooh. like president worse than he, yeah worse than, like a weathered sailor out yes. there on the sidelines man it's oh man yes. lincoln has not been friendly to him <laughs> the the difference between him now and, and day one in nebraska is more stark than oh. obama after eight yes. years or this any president after eight years like Z- eight years question. as a president has nothing on three years sucking at, at lincoln at yeah. <laughs> that'll do it for you. that will do it to you so yeah all right also um I am accepting apologies on um, my Connor Hayward stances. And if you want to send me a mail, a letter, the mail, I'll whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I will accept. No, no, no. Don't send them to you. You need to send one to me. What are we? Hold on. Because like I, I apologize because I. You apologize to Hayward. Connor Hayward. Right. I want people oh, to apologize I see what you're to I'm me sorry. I've got for saying he's a good football player. Got it. <laughs> okay. I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's on me. I, okay. I want every single one of you who slandered me <laughs> to, 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 to face, I don't even face the noise, eat some crow, and send me a nicely, nicely worded letter about, Will, you were right. Connor Hayward is an important football player on this team. Uh, val- wildly valid. Incredibly valid. Yeah. That goes without saying <laughs> at this point, man. He's, uh, like I can play some ball. Wow, that's a far cry from the things I was saying about him the last two to fourteen years that he's been on this team. And I feel uh I feel sheepish, but you know what, Will? When I'm wrong about things and they ended up going well for MSU, I'm I'm glad to be feeling sheepish about it. I I'm, sometimes me being a dumb person 
benefits Michigan State. So that's, yeah. that's one of the times. I'm Ron, yeah. and oh boy, am I glad to be Ron because this guy, whew, he's playing some ball. All right, man. I'll see you. Yeah, I see you, Will. Love you, man. You're the best. <laughs> Love you too, bud. Bye. Yeah. And big thanks to our guy, Will Hunter. I Obviously, you know, you guys love hearing from Will. I love hearing from Will. Who doesn't love hearing from Will? I mean, what what a gentleman. Um, yeah, the rest of the week, I mean, you, you guys already know the drill. We do this five days a week, Monday through Friday. Later on this week, we will uh, get a West Kentucky preview in there. We'll uh, just, just be bopping around about Michigan State. I mean, who, who knows if even more players will enter the transfer portal. Stay tuned to that. Um, yeah, but without further ado, guys, betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, run team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys. Hey, once again, thank you so much for starting your day with uh, Lockdown Spartans. Really appreciate it, and hey, take care of yourself this week. Go Green.